Hi, this is future Christina talking and I in editing and I just wanted to interject in the beginning so that it isn't posted like right in the middle so that I could tell you guys like a funny little joke I just thought of in my head because I could either have an inside joke with myself or we could have one together and so we're gonna do the latter today and I was just thinking about because I was watching this video and I I love watching videos of like life coaches, dating coaches, because I think that when you learn from the experts that counsel like hundreds of people and know how people think and then have their own experience, that's really how you can become wise, like learning from someone else's wisdom. And so I have ADHD, so I am so obsessive with my thinking in general, like if you have ADHD or if you're a human and a human that experiences any human emotion such as stress or anxiety, like there's just like a few, three things that I've been thinking about like in a circle unless I'm like doing my favorite thing. If I'm eating like a bowl of blueberries, I might stop thinking about it. But then when I'm lying in bed, I'll think about it again and feel like shit. So what's even worse is when you're thinking about like a past person in circles and I just thought of a funny metaphor for being dumped because I hate cliches so I always try to think of like an even more accurate spin-off of an expression everyone uses. I'm so sick of hearing people talk about breakups being like a drug withdrawal because it's like all right we've heard that before a thousand times well I just thought about how what I think is even more accurate is a breakup and specifically being dumped as it is as if like your favorite drug heroin because like your ex could have been as we'll be honest like they could have been as trashy or like as toxic or shitty as heroin like they're not even weed they're just straight up needles leaving scars like, it's as if your heroin, like, stares at you and it's like, you're not good enough for me anymore. Like, I'm kind of bored of you. So it's as if, like, a heroin needle that everyone thinks is obviously trash and ruins your life just, like, walks off. And you're just like, what? So it's not even, like, a drug withdrawal. It's just, like, having something that's, you know, not the best thing you can have and just rejecting you. And so there you go. That's my little intro joke. Hi, everyone. This is Christina Unfiltered, 4 a.m. Let's just pretend that I just woke up so that it seems like I'm a go-getter and just woke up so early. But no, I can't even lie. It's one of my insomnia moments again, unfortunately. But this episode is for you out there if you feel like you have no friends. And so I've talked about the concept of loneliness a lot in my episodes because it seems like a word that I hear a lot of my friends, former friends, and just random people in life, you know, YouTube videos I stumble upon. It seems like a human experience that is inescapable. Like when I had go, oh my gosh, I just saw the word lonely and it just reminded me of when I went to college for the first time and I was like crying wherever I found a place to cry because I just missed home surprisingly and that is just so random but I was thinking lately because using the word lonely actually it didn't quite feel accurate for what I was experiencing because someone told me that loneliness is something that occurs 
after a long period of time. So the reason I said it didn't quite fit every situation that I had dramatically used it is because I would feel what I thought was lonely and then a friend would say, hey, my friend, my plans got canceled. Want to hang out on Saturday? And then my my negative feeling that I'll explain in a second, it would just go away as if it was never there. So I just, like I do with all my nerdy things, I always want things to be precise. So now instead of well, I actually just randomly put this in my notes one day. I have like a list of words in my notes app called words I forget. And I guess that includes synonyms. So instead of lonely, I figured I could call it unaccompanied when I'm like showing up as a single person when it might be at an event where there's like a bunch of beautiful families or couples. It's not quite lonely because it's just momentary so I think it unaccompanied is more accurate and then when I've just been home a lot say I'm studying or I just don't have any plans because it's summer rather than lonely because it literally can go away in a second like I told you guys I would just call it like a lack of social interaction so I'll talk about uh I'll just talk about the friendless topic now because I think that there's always times that everyone goes through where they have these friend crises. And so the times, I'll just say as background, the times I feel most socialized and not in a crisis is when there's a default friend group that you just hang out with every weekend where it's like three to five girls. But I actually, now in adulthood, it seems like that's way less common. Having a default friend group not to shade anyone it actually seems kind of like something that happens in high school but adults i feel like adulthood is a little more genuine and because we're living our own lives and figuring out who we are i think that people just like will clash because when you have a big friend group there's always going to be drama like i've mentioned before i have one friend And even just like two days ago, we were talking about how at least three of our friends have always gone after our exes or at least former love interests and how we never had any interest in doing it to them just because they're guys like weren't our type or girls. And so that's just like a random drama that happens. And you you guys know that the reverse happens with guy friends too. They're always stealing each other's girl. People seem to think that they're like in Bottoms Up. When I hear Bottoms Up, that song, that's like, it's Mr. Steal Your Girl. I feel like people take that a little too seriously. And so what I experience when I'm not in a default friend group, which even saying that sounds ridiculous, but I could say that I had one last year. It was just like a few college friends. But now I think it's like we just got older. And then also, I think it also had to do with... So I 
swiped up on someone's story the other day and it actually was one of my high school girl crushes so i've had two girl crushes and i've told both of them what their status in my mind was and they were like oh my gosh i like you too so that's so cute so that's just a side note if you have a girl crush and no friends just snapchat your girl fresh girl crush and tell her that you liked her for years and she probably liked you back too okay so anyway yeah that this like relates so i because uh, i just thought of this and how it even is a recent connection so this girl because she is the name i feel like i liked her for two reasons because she is the name that i always wanted to name my daughter we're just gonna say violet because i don't want to just like name drop her but know that it's like a really a more unique name that i hesitate to name my daughter because it has a nickname like a very natural nickname that i think is so ugly and so that's why i'll probably just let the husband help me decide so that person had so i hope they never listen to this honestly but they may have okay everyone has not everyone but i think it could be common to have a drug phase so they had a drug phase and i feel like some people you can even tell just from their instagram because they'll post it and so i thought it was surprising that she posted on her snapchat keep in mind i've never talked to her in real life or hung out with her i just had a social media crush on her i guess and she just said how she had gone sober quit all drugs and how i think she it was kind of like uh similar to me just like an emotional snapchat story that's like chill but still honest and she just said like it sucks how when you stop when you start being sober and you you lose friends just because you don't give people free drugs anymore mine mine wasn't that far but i just swiped up and said oh my gosh i know how you feel because when i stopped smoking weed i I think one of my closest friends, like she just couldn't connect to me anymore, even though I felt like we had so many other things in common, obviously, but that just seemed like the nail in the coffin. Maybe they just, I think when you quit things, people who still do them might think that might feel judged, even if you don't care at all. Like even a small example of that is I went to pho with my sister and she was going to drive after some people like to me i don't mind having one drink and driving i hope that a cop doesn't listen to this and flag me but i think that that's fine so but don't worry i don't drive often because i live in the city so anyway yeah she wasn't drinking so i said would you judge me if i had a savion blanc and she was like no so i think it can somewhat be a natural reaction so that's just one piece of it i think that when you're making healthy decisions it can start to have people strip away from you because i think a lot of the time people know what they're doing isn't the best for them and it might have been a habit they've done their whole life or something new they want to try and when there's someone in their life even if they love you i've seen this happen so many times and i've, I've had it happen to me i can think of just twice so anyway then when you like nix those habits i think those people don't want to think about 
like say there's a light sort light side and dark side obviously that's more dramatic but say someone's like teetering on the dark side and the light side they don't want someone to remind them that there's a different path that might actually be good for them and it's because like you know things on the dark side you know nothing crazy but you know just things that like might not be the best for you but that feel good in the moment you just want to succumb to that sometimes and i think we've all had those times and that's why someone might be going through an experimental phase or a phase where they're really leaning on crutches which is i i think i've had those phases so that's why i say i really don't judge but i just think that's why people really drift apart or even if you are just doing something you're really excited about and it's people that wish that they were doing that but for some reason aren't allowing themselves to, then it can make them sad to see a representation of someone who's doing what they wish they could be doing, you know? So sometimes you just lose people because whatever you do that is healthy or good or true to you might for some reason make them feel bad but I don't think that's really a good person to have in your life because I think that it's worth it for those people to go on and find their own way to be happy because the people you want in your life are the people who even when they're in a bad place they give you flowers while you're alive you know that phrase I got that from Jeff Wittick but people that even if they have a tinge of maybe sadness, but can separate it and they say, like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you and you inspire me. I think that's someone who should be a forever friend in your life. And another piece of it, which I have been thinking about a lot because it's been a big part of my life and my decision making and <laughs> and even has led a lot of my friend conversations. So I've mentioned this, but I wanted to mention it in a companionship friendship context. So if you are in a stage like me where either unintentionally you haven't had any romantic partner to talk to any dating relationship or even someone to just like snapchat or flirt with this can really affect how you feel and I know this is called like you feel like you have no friends but I think that this affects that experience so just for example the romantic cleanse I've had like on purpose has affected how much interaction I have with people and so oh I could say something but I don't want it to sound rude but I'll just say it because this is a blunt show so maybe this could inspire you if you've been doing the same thing and what I mean is that if you're kind of removing the cheap relationships from your life like or just not accepting new cheap relationships and this is in terms of romantic partners now and what I mean by cheap is if it's just like dating someone who's not right for you at all flirting with someone you're not even that attracted to just so you can have companionship it's like removing junk food or neutral food from life and then you're just left with the food that's actually good for you specifically okay so yeah even if it was just for me like the beginning of casual dating 
It felt like having a second best friend, and I've always been close with those romantic interests. So just keep in mind if you haven't had a romantic interest lately, that might have affected how you might feel like you have much less social interaction, which, like I mentioned, can lead to either thinking you're lonely or obviously you really could just validly be lonely. So that's just something I was thinking about. So recently in life, I was at a crossroads and I was having a mini crisis. And that's why this episode is relevant to daily life right now. And so we can talk about what started it. So one of my friends, he had been talking about grad school a lot. I had known that he was going to go to grad school in South Carolina, but I didn't know it was so soon. So we had just been planning the next time we hang out. And he had just said, I would love to see you two because our mini little friendship was me, him, and another friend who I've actually made a lot of episodes about them too because they're I love them so much. But yeah, he said, I would love to see you two before I leave. And I said, what do you mean when you leaving? And so this was going to be our last ever hangout, really. He's like, don't worry, I'll be back in two years. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like, yeah, but you know, like I was before I didn't handle it as well, these types of things. But now I really can be happy for people. But it's just the thought of having like, what like there's something so comforting about having default people you know it's like a safety net to catch you you always know who to text if you're gonna want to go like say you want to go to the bar that weekend you know those two people are always down but say you're just not in any default friend groups or no default best friends like one or two friends then you might have to like reach out to people that are still your friends but that you don't hang out with all the time so it decreases that feeling of safety yeah so my friend toby that we can just call him he was leaving and i just thought I don't even want to go to this lunch. Like, I don't want to say goodbye to another person. You know, I was like in a self-pity spiral. And I just thought of, because I've lived in D.C. ever since I was 18 years old, ever since 2017. And each time that people have moved away, I've been strong. But just in this moment, I felt like life was testing me. And that's what I wanted to mention to you guys. I think that sometimes we feel friendless because life is testing us all. And I'm just going to elaborate that a little bit in maybe two minutes. And so it just reminded me of every single friend that like, it feels like I've lost because someone said to me, and I was talking about this, like, you don't really ever lose people because of the way you are digitally connected to them and that's true like I talk to my friends from Connecticut all the time there's all these stragglers that I still talk to but it's when you're used to having someone to hang out with on the weekends and just companionship in real life that it can build up when you're in a, a emotional crisis like a lot of my friends are going to rad school even though it's like we're I'm 24, so they might be like 23. It's just like a grad school age, I guess. So anyway, I just thought about like my friend from sophomore year of college, how 
he lived in America and I texted him recently and he's a banker in Australia now like it's so random and it's you, you know like I would just say goodbye maybe one at a time and it was okay but then when it's like maybe 20 people I've said goodbye to with the friend group rotating and rotating it's like there's a lot of benefits and costs to that because you know when you lose people some of those people like I'll just give a city for example some of the people you meet in the city are are like the the coolest people I could even imagine in my head that have changed me forever for the better but you really just know them for a season because the city is like a transition place that you live in no one really want sorry if you raise your kids in the city but it's more common you know to raise your kids in the suburbs people just move on so i was at a crossroads do you ever have a calm voice in your head and you don't know if you want to follow the calm, quiet voice or the loud, blaring red siren voice that's telling you to do something? Well, I tried to do both and I did do both and I'll tell you guys which one was more effective. So I keep on repeating this word over and over, but the crossroads I was at was, okay, a lot of my friends are leaving. Do I want to actively do things to make more friends such as some ideas i had where one of my friends used bumble bff to hang out with people and i i was in such a spiral that i had so many random thoughts that had to do with this that i'll just leave it at that i was like do i want to do bumble bff do i want to join blank those types of things or do i just be still and so the quiet voice didn't quite make sense because I thought, how can being still really help me? Because here, actually, I will go into what I was about to skip. So with Bumble BFF and with friendships, I had, so it's not always good to bring up your delusional thoughts, but I thought I would do it for the good of the episode. So keep in mind, I can I kind of consider these things delusional thoughts now but they felt very true in the moment and I'll just see if you guys can relate so I just felt like so the reason why this can kind of be a happy story is because at the time when my friends were leaving this was like a week ago I've had a turnaround in like a week but at that time like none of my friends who were here wanted to hang out whether it was the female friends that the schedule didn't really line up with or the guy friends, it just felt kind of disinterested. I still trusted my guy friends more because a lot of them I've known for years and years. And if I ever like tell them I miss them and stuff, they seem really like sympathetic, compassionate and like miss me too. And I do end up hanging out with them. But I was just struggling to trust women at the time because I had a time where I considered myself bisexual and when it came to dating apps because I did do that a few times and I just preferred to focus on men because I just noticed the men were like so down to hang out and I could rely on them but the women they really seemed to ghost more so I was just thinking like bumble bff do I want to try to make more girlfriends oh I remember why this was a spiral it was because a lot of the female friends I had had like the person I talked about when I stopped 
smoking weed. It's like some of these people I'd been friends with since I was 18 years old or another friend that was I was so close with. We had sleepovers like maybe four nights of the week, which sounds kind of weird because I don't know. We don't need to get into that. But like that person just randomly stopped being my friend too. So I was like, do I even want to invest this time into like having these random friend dates with women? So I guess that's where the be still voice came from. It's like, maybe you don't need to try so hard and think in circles and circles about the costs and benefits. So basically, I was just having this crisis and I was just in a place for we can say this maybe lasted four days, okay? Like a four-day meltdown. All of a sudden, there was a switch. And so at this point, I think I had downloaded Bumble BFF and had done some swipes, but I hadn't met with anyone. I still haven't, but I'm still open to it, but I'm still a little unsure. So, because I'm actually a little low on money, but that's just like a side note. Like that's one deterrence because, you know, when you hang out with someone, you usually want to get like brunch or happy hour or whatever. And uh, I kind of spent a lot of my money at the soccer game, which is something I actually wanted to make an episode about because I met like a celebrity there. But anyway, oh, it actually sounds like lame and name droppy, but whatever, whatever. So all of a sudden, I accidentally was being still because I was like tired and sad. All of a sudden, people who I thought I would never really talk to again started popping up. So the first thing that happened was I was on the bus and I just saw someone who lives here and it reminded me that there's like, I don't know if they saw me or not. I was like, oh yeah, they're still here. That person's kind of special to me. <laughs> and then a friend who I had invited him to plans with me like maybe seven to ten times and each like I had invited him all so if a semester is okay I don't even know how long a semester is but say all semester I've invited him to every hangout he didn't say yes to one so I've always said that it's worth it to just keep inviting people but at that point obviously I was way too defeated and it seemed way too hopeless if it's just like a no 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 like if it's a maybe I really want to then a no then I'm like okay I'm just gonna give up well that person reached out to me and was like I'm ready to hang out now and came up with like the most fun idea ever for that weekend and then they were like we should do this every weekend and I just thought so I just went from zero companions at least in my head to like now like I said a default companion but that actually immediately fell through like a week later, but don't worry. I'm now in the stronger place where I'm not spiraling. And then another person popped up. My One of my family members, I thought that I would never talk to them again, possibly for years. Well, they popped up and asked to meet up and get food together. And I just thought, wow, what another shock. You see? And then another girlfriend who, a friend that I also had kind of given up on. I felt like she was making other friends. She was leaving soon anyway. She's one of the movers away. I just, it seemed like she was prioritizing other friendships over me and other relationships. And like one of the times 
that had put me off was she had like canceled on me three days in a row which typically would have bothered me even more but this was during finals so it actually was okay but like retroactively thinking about it and having like future plans with her even i'm a little more like skeptical feeling like do i want to get let down you know but just at that time when i was having the breakthrough where i didn't feel like i was on a deserted island anymore i think she had just like reached out to ask for fun plans and so when you're in this state when you're in this spiral a lot of the time you'll start to believe lies because you're just not in your right mind there's a lot of <laughs> i don't want to sound make myself sound like a crazy shack but there's a good amount of times i'm not in my right mind you know when i'm like hungry or tired so this was just one of those times and what i mean by that is just i just noticed that i might have believed more delusional thoughts like oh my friend of years isn't that into me anymore just because i felt like i had been burned so many times by my female friends that i like considered my sisters so i'm just gonna try to not let the past rule how i look at the future and then i was advised that so in this future when i'm making these new girlfriends or just hanging out with friends in general since people here are so like they tend to leave so much including like i need to be understanding because at one at some point i will leave so i can't wish that everybody's like anchored to my bedpost with me and will never leave me that obviously isn't what i want <laughs> that imagine that'd be so ridiculous <laughs> i don't even know how i just thought of that joke okay well i was advised that i should just instead of wondering if they're going to be my forever best friend i should instead just each time i hang out with someone just enjoy it for that moment and that sounds pretty good to me so i just wanted to say that about the life testing to make this like applicable to anybody because i think this happens to everybody have you ever noticed how when you're going through shit it's never like little piles of shit it's like one big enormous disaster like one thing going wrong so it's literally just like the friends theme song where it's like you're fired from your job you, you got dumped by a heroin act <laughs> you all your friends hate you you have a horrible relationship with your family right now it like it happens all at once it's never really spread out it is to a point where you almost feel broken and then like this situation you might not even have to do anything you might just have to wait the storm out and what i believe is that it's kind of a test and that if you fail the test you'll just keep getting tested again until you pass well i definitely did not pass this test with flying colors i probably passed it with like definitely not higher than a b definitely not an a because i think what you do to get past the storm is just say like wow this is terrible i have no clue how it could possibly get better i'm sure maybe some year it could better you saw me here it could get better or maybe even faster than that but my imagination it's not very positive right now but i can try to believe that i won't be unaccompanied to social gatherings for the rest of my life i have hope that i can one day have a friend that i can trust and things like that 
So just like when you're in these times, sometimes you don't have to do anything. And then when the time for that suffering is over, then you can celebrate because all the bad will go away. Just think of the times in the past when you were so miserable. It eventually passed. You're not born to have a horrible life. You're born to go through things. Life has suffering and difficulties, but ultimately you're here to have a joyful life. And if you just I had a friend once who was a gypsy, okay? So this gypsy friend once said to me, because when I was like younger and more emotional and wasn't as good at handling obstacles, I had suicidal ideation. And just a side note, that just means you like, you say, oh, like, I don't even want to be here anymore, but you don't actually mean it. You don't have a plan. You wouldn't actually do it. You're just in such a bad place that life just feels way too hard. And so he had that too. And I had screenshotted this text he sent to me. He had just said like, sometimes there'll be pain. Sometimes there'll be no pain. We just have to live for the best of times. And it was really impactful for someone who... Like, you know, we have those friends who are positive when we're with them, but you know, you know that they have really low lows. And it meant a lot that someone who did have low lows was able to say that to me, that there are parts that will be worth living for if you just, you don't even need to push through the difficulty. You kind of just sit there and wait. And that might seem like unusual advice, but it's what I do because I get way too tired. I don't, it's like I'm lonely, but I don't actually feel like putting myself out there because I'm hurt, broken, and sad. Like try just waiting it out and try not to be too negative. Like the negative thoughts will come, but you don't have to believe them. Personally, I accidentally believe them sometimes because they can be so loud and convincing and the red silent the red siren thoughts i told you that i was at the crossroads with was saying go make friends go find people put yourself out there to the extreme even though you don't feel like it and it turns out that i didn't need to actually do that i was able to just sit there and trust that honestly i don't even know if i trusted that much i just was like all right I guess this is my life right now. I think I just like accepted it. And I was aware that I was in self-pity. Like when you're aware of what you're doing, even if it's not what you wish you were doing, I think that's enough. You're just like, wow, I'm not in character right now. Because you guys know I I hate self-pity. I don't like people feeling sorry for myself. So even though I wasn't able to get out of it, I was in like, imagine, I think of like someone being thrown into a well and like trapped. I was like, I'm not me right now. Me is positive, but I can't seem to get out of this negative place. So what was in my mind was I'm in this place of self-pity and I just, and I just admitted that. And sometimes just telling yourself what's going on and admitting where you are is good enough to pass the test that I was mentioning. And I thought I would do just like a funny bonus story. And okay, so I'm just going to get right into it with no introduction. So it was Sunday night at 7pm. 
I go into the church because it was a teen a teen service and don't worry you don't need to be religious to enjoy this because it's a typical me story so I go in and the person standing at the door is somebody that I thought I would never see again it was one of those people that you tell them you'll go out with them this must have been sophomore year of college and I don't know if this has happened to you but I actually have filmed half of an episode where I said like there's a way better alternative to ghosting someone and this just has to do with it okay so maybe consider this the trailer if I ever end up posting and finishing that so this person we can call him Larry and so I guess like it is just so this was a church that was by my college and it was funny to see the characters that were there okay it's like the most I don't want to say it in a judging way but so if you listen to my episodes from the very beginning you know how the like rebellious out-of-pocket kind of person I was like always getting grounded as a kid you might not expect me to you know go to a Sunday night service well I think that there were people there that were even more extreme than that just think of the kind of person that would like get arrested but they go to college with you okay so it was people like that and this guy he looked like he had seen a ghost when he saw me because I guess I don't know why seeing people at church is like extremely unexpected I guess because it's almost like people are in the closet about it but anyway so that was like a interesting interaction because you know when you agree to go out with someone but you're not actually like that attracted to them so I was like I'll just save them the misery of us like going out once then never again so I just told them like actually I don't really feel a connection and it just didn't end well from there because I think the person maybe was in a bad place so it was one of those situations where you kind of have to block them so I had to block the person so I was off the radar I had I got scared so I'd blocked them on Facebook uh Instagram phone like it was that kind of situation so they were like <laughs> their friend I had said oh can I throw away do you have a trash can their friend like he was the doorman and then he had a friend and the friend was like oh yeah go go into this room so it was just like that was the intro to that night I, I didn't know what to expect and then the priest so this was after I'd recovered okay say this is like one day after my mental breakdown he said for a sermon he said so DC and I was like all he had to say was that and I was like yeah I get it I, I feel this but he was just like DC and this happens to me a lot so often like the things they talk about at church are super relatable okay and this was a bit too close to home because I had just healed from this or so I thought but I I was like crying pretty much the whole service just like wiping my tears I don't know if anyone saw me but he just said like it's tough to live here because he used a trigger word I'm so sick of hearing the word transient but I was just like just my luck so he goes this state is like the city is so transient it's hard year after year having to say goodbye to the friends you love but 
and then they like relate it to religion okay so i i don't need to go into it because i don't want to make every episode about that but just cute i don't know why that shit happens it's just like i guess that was like another mini test for me to stay strong and to really absorb the message and know it go like a lot of people go through it no matter if you live in the suburbs the rural countryside everyone has friendless moments and moments where people forsake you and you think they'll never come back to you but then they might just hit you up even when you guys had a horrible fight with no resolution they're like hey want to get lunch you'll be surprised so just sit in it I won't even give you advice saying, oh, do a hobby. There's no more disgusting advice I could hear than someone saying, oh, you don't have enough friends, do a club. Oh, you don't have enough friends, just pursue your hobbies. It's like, all right, so that's the equivalent of saying like, I'm dehydrated. Oh, well, maybe you should drink more water today. It's like, I think I, like, I think that a two-year-old would know that, unfortunately. So I just... <laughs> you guys know i'm an angsty girl i try not to be too triggered and i don't know sometimes taking deep breaths doesn't even work for me so i'll just end it there i love you so much i'll always be your friend like i know that i'm not there in person with you but i know that at times when i didn't have plans and i was maybe a little kid i'd watch like you know youtube videos where they would just entertain me and i didn't feel lonely anymore so if you feel unaccompanied you feel like you have a lack of social interaction maybe listen to these episodes and feel like you have a friend because you do have a friend in me anytime a friend has told me they listen to these episodes it's meant so much to me because honestly anyone reaching out to me for any reason means a lot to me because I definitely am the reacher outer. I really make an effort to text people when I think of them. So it means so much to me when anyone reaches out to me. There's never been a downright stranger who's ever like reached out to me because I don't think you guys like know my Instagram or anything. But like even if it was like a really distant person, I always like want to be their friend after because I don't know, I guess I'm just open to friendship. So I love you so much. I'm so happy to finally up upload an episode because I've recorded a lot, but they might be like six minutes long, all drafts because I just recovered from a mental spiral, but I hope that I'm back. And if not, I'm just going to be still until I'm in the place to be back. So I love you forever and ever. Talk soon. So I, I forgot to say this last part. Well, not even last part. It's just some details of the story. So back to the chapel. I saw someone from law school there where this is a funny story because for some reason, I see him all around the city. I run into him. So I like this, you know, when there's certain personality types, you would never think that they would think a sin would exist or that they would confess it. Well, I saw this guy we can call him like Zach and I see him everywhere. One time I saw him late at night when I was like going to 7-Eleven and he's on a scooter and he like, okay, I'll, I'll be honest, law school people are super fake. So sometimes it can be hard to know how to act around them. And it's like, I had a really deep conversation with Zach before at the like very beginning of law school. And then it's one of those people who like 
I guess just one of the droppers, okay? Not that he like dropped me, but I know there's other people he has dropped. So I was just surprised to see him there. But that night, like late at night, it might have been like 1 a.m. I couldn't remember who it was because you guys might know I have facial blindness, which means I can be really slow to recognize someone or I might never recognize someone, even if I know them. It's it's horrible. But I couldn't figure out who it was. And after 10 seconds, instead of waving back, because he was like smiling and waving like super friendly and nice, I like gasped and put my hand over my mouth. So it was just like a super, I just thought, what is this person going to think? Like, I didn't even wave. I just, like, gasped. So I just have such weird interactions with this person. And he just, like, waved at me. And then another person who I think is becoming a priest is somebody I had public speaking with. And just keep in mind, so this is a person who I went to the most liberal college in the U.S., American University. He clearly was a Republican, so his speech he did, it's like the entire class tore him apart. They were like, because whatever, okay, I'll, I'll just say it. He talked about a flat tax, and like at the end of the school year, I just, like we were talking about what we thought of the class, and I just said, I really liked what you said about the flat tax, and like he did the equivalent of rolling his eyes. Like he did not give a F about me trying to like defend him or just try to make him feel better. And just there I saw him. I was like, also, it's hard to not be attracted to someone in a suit. He did look quite good. And I feel like he kind of slimmed down. Not that I don't think that it's like, I feel like I've had boyfriends, both that were skinny and that were not skinny. And so I don't really think a skinny person makes you attractive, but it, that's just why it was like it took another second for me to recognize him. Like, I think he'd been working out and just like was in a perfect like Neiman Marcus suit. So I've never really seen like a priest in training. This is like an interesting church. But yeah, I love you again. Talk soon.